This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nobody ever loved you, State Fair, like we do here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, especially the food. Special shout out to all my foods at the Minnesota State Fair. Get on that stick, 2021. That's what we're about to do. Gonna take a ride on this State Fair stick. Yeah! It's time to get real sexy. With food. Hi there. Good afternoon. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back next week. And we are very excited, as I'm sure all of you are very excited, no doubt, when you learned that the new State Fair Foods for 2021, pew pew, have been announced. And not only announced, teased and squeezed. And we're about to tease you with some food. Oh, Holly, um, yeah. Should we just like get right into it? I mean, how excited are you for the new fair foods? I mean, be I, honest. Well, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I think I'm ready for some new food in my face. I want to see what the Minnesota State Fair has to offer because, hey, unless huh, you forget, we didn't have the State Fair last year. Oh, I know. There's a backup happening. The, yeah, there's a backup. So a I feel desire. like I feel like Bradley this mm. afternoon. Yeah. We need to have. A release. Oh, let's let it out, shall we? You know what I thought we could do is go through some of the foods and let's just, let's get in the mood for the food. Okay, great. Okay, so could you give me a little bit of, you know, uh, uh, what do you think about that one? That's that kind of like a take on a on me, I'm assuming. That actually sounds decent. Yeah. I mean, I'm it's a, it's a little, it sounds a little fussy. Okay. Could actually just go with a bomb me sandwich. Okay. That would be nice. Yeah. If those were offered at the state fair, perhaps they are. And I just You're don't know about the it. The sausage is too much for you. The tubed meat product. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, hey, it might, look, it might be a little much. Yeah. Look, I like a sausage. So I like the sausage. You like the sausage. So that one's doing it for you. Yeah, especially not the bowl. I don't like I think bowls are so overdone. That said, I, I do eat bowls weekly. So I so they're really overdone just, for you. Yes, because, I think that's my problem. Well, what you're but saying is not I want a big, crusty baguette with a just juicy, crispy Fatty sausage topped with some pickled mm. vegetables and some fresh herbs. Like now you're talking my language. All right. Well, All right. I I feel like we're mm, you know. mildly stimulated yeah. by that offering of new state fair food. What Look, else you gotta got to start us? somewhere. You gotta start somewhere, right? Right, exactly. Okay, you wanna get real things? Doing some new state fair foods for twenty twenty one. How excited are you? And by the way, we are on the Twitters, we are on the emails, we are on the Insta. So leave us your thoughts um about what you're excited for. In regard to the new state fair foods for 2021, hit it, Holly. 
You, uh, you sold it. All right. You bison sold bite. the bison bites, from Bradley, from Giggles. <laughs> you, you sold it. You, Bradley, you, <laughs> you sold me it, that. Maybe. But perhaps I think, look, it's one of those things that the bison bite is put in front of my face. I'm going to nosh on it, but I'm not going to go out and seek something like that. I'm I'm really intrigued. Look, bison sometimes I think is like a trick food. They're like, hey, bison. Woo-woo. Yeah, it's but a little dry. It, sometimes it can be, right? So right. that would be my hesitation. But I will say, hey, deep fried, I'm obsessed with fennel. This year, 2021, was really fennel forward for me. And um, who doesn't love portobello mushrooms and, again, deep fried? So I would try it. I I also am a little, uh, I look a little askance at bourbon sauce. Okay. I just feel like sauces sometimes are overdone. But look, I'm going to try the bison bites and uh, maybe we'll be surprised. Yeah. You, you want another one? Yeah, I would like do another. Do you want to get sexy with me or no? You want me to? No, I, I you know, I you. think, Bradley, that we need to move on to something that's a little sweet. Is there something on the list that sticks out to you that you want me to explain to you? Uh, well, actually, I think I'm going to explain something oh, to you. Let's do it. So, no, I'm actually <laughs> excited about, about this. I mean, hand cut donuts. I'm going to need to run around the block after I eat this thing. My God, how much sugar can you stuff into this thing? But. Look, I'm here for a good yeasty, yeast donut, that is. That's a, <laughs> Yeah, the other kind, yes, you know. Uh, uh, I love so- I a Sunday. Uh-huh. You know, when I go to Dairy Queen, uh, often I eschew the blizzard in, uh, in uh, favor of a d- uh, good old-fashioned Sunday. So I'm here for a Sunday, especially when a donut is serving as the base. Yeah. And I'll, who doesn't love hot fudge? Well, so. exactly. Yeah. It's kind of a, just like a unique combination. Here's the thing. If you guys are just joining us, by the way, we're talking about the New State Fair Foods of new 2021. Fair <laughs> like, we've been around the State Fair long enough to kind of get how this works. Typically, there are things where you're like, whoa, I've never heard of such thing. Um, and it's like a brand new creation. Uh, or maybe it's like a mashup of, you know, two items. So in this case, it'd be a sundae and a donut. So mm-hmm. that's clever, right? And then there are sort of, um, you know... Uh, Foods from places that maybe we're not all that familiar with or food um, cultures that uh, maybe we don't eat on a regular basis. And those are always fun. It's like going on a trip. Oh, yeah. In your mouth. Woo! Um, And there's a lot of those, too. Um, But, yeah, lots of combos. Like, for example, and we could keep getting sexy and maybe we'll do a little bit more. But can we just go through some of these other things? Please. um, Just for the sake of time, because uh, I want to see how you feel about this because i feel like you and i um and uh many people get very excited for whatever hot indian is going to serve oh well they're amazing at uh the state fair and this year they're doing something called the kerala fried chicken kadi roll and it is described as marinated battered and fried chicken tenders yes please yum yum wrapped in paratha which is a layered flatbread with chutney and slaw well, that sounds, that. yeah, I'm totally here for that because it has portability. It has the crunch. It has a little bit of sweet vinegar, fried, all of it. Want it now. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, positively. Is there anything else popping out to you on this list, Holly, of State Fair Foods for 2021? Well, something that I'm curious about is actually one of the beverages that's on offer, the cucumber jalapeno limeade. Ooh, okay, tell me about this because I saw something about cucumbers and I was like, I don't know. 
vegetables? Well, it's limeade that's juiced with Minnesota-grown cucumbers and jalapeno syrup and served with a cucumber Ooh. slice. That jalapeno sounds, syrup sounds interesting. Well, and that sounds really refreshing. It's a, it's not something that's fancy necessarily, but yeah. it's at the Farmers Union coffee shop. But you know it's going to be Swassy Bradley at the State Fair. Oh. We're gonna, you're going to want something like this. I like a nice, refreshing drink, and I think we finally entered drink culture that allows for non-alcoholic um, excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, as a person who's sober and doesn't drink alcoholic beverages, oftentimes it's like, I'll say like, what do you have that's non-alcoholic? And most of the time it used to be like uh water pop maybe lemonade and it's like maybe a uh, high c if you're lucky yeah and now there are so many different awesome options so i'm i really i'm all here for this limeade experience yeah i'm all here for that too because it's just like most of the time i don't want to drink alcohol but i want something zesty. yeah like like in the middle of a hot day like you don't always want like let's get lit <laughs> like maybe not at noon not so, so much Options are good. Also, hey, we need to give a, a good shout out to our friend Jason Matheson. Jason Matheson! Because Betty and Earl, did you see? They slipped their biscuits uh, into Lulu's public house for a dual berry shortcake. Oh my gosh, how do we grab these? Well, I kind of feel like we're going to have to try these. Um, it's So it's a Betty and Earl's biscuit topped with whipped cream and balsamic glaze and then a bunch of uh, fresh berries, strawberries and blueberries. Oh, that sounds and wonderful. I love that. This is like scream summer, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, overall, I would say that this list of new foods at the Minnesota State Fair is really well balanced. Yeah. And and exciting. It really is. And exciting in a way that it's not too gimmicky and it's not too fair, but it's just like right in that sweet spot. So congratulations Minnesota State Fair. You did well. Thank you Minnesota State Fair. You can go online. I'm sure we will have posted it on our website at mytalk1071.com. One last thing I wanted to just tell you I'm excited about. Spuffle Puff. I think that's maybe how you say it from Potato Man and Sweetie. Described as mashed sweet potatoes blended with sweetened cream cheese and then wrapped in dough and fried then powdered with sugar and served with a maple dipping sauce. Okay. I'm here for that. Oh, That sounds so sexy, baby. We need to cool off. Should we go to a break and take a breather? Uh All right. Get a towel. Get a cigarette. Uh, When we come back, our good friend, people still do that. Uh, When we come back, our good friend Elizabeth Reese joins us with all the latest from Hollywood right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest from Hollywood and beyond, it's our good friend Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello. Hello. Good Tuesday to you. Oh, what a nice day to be with you guys. Mm, And also with you. Uh, Let's talk about PPP loans and people who are on The Bachelor. PPP police. Wow. PPP. So these are, of course, the Paycheck Protection Program loans. Uh, that the government was offering during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. And Tasha Adams and Colton Underwood, both uh, former stars of The Bachelor, still very much connected to the franchise. Tasha is co-hosting this season of The Bachelorette. And Tasha and Colton are clarifying why they received PPP loans. Uh, Ari and Lauren, Ari was on, he was The Bachelor. Remember, he chose our hometown girl, Becca, broke up with her. Got back together with Lauren, yep. married her. Now they have one child and two other on the others on the way. Um, Us Weekly got documents saying that Tasha Adams Media collected just under $21,000 through a small business administration-backed loan. And um, her people are saying that it was totally legit, that that enabled her to hire an employee 
to whom she offers market-based pay and benefits. She exhausted the PPP loan funds and has committed to retaining her employee for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I feel like this has been the experience of a lot of people, right? Like people here, you get a loan and they're like, oh, you don't need a loan. Right. But but again, we don't know. I mean, when you start to dig in and read the details, you might go, oh, well, it actually was helping somebody stay employed where they otherwise may have been unemployed. And that was kind of the whole point. Right. Um, and I think, I mean, you can certainly you can be critical of the entire program. I mean, there were all sorts of criticisms from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, there were companies that it was like, what? Why are you getting this when... You're doing fine. For sure. Well, you know, yeah, it was a yeah. rush to give out the money, I think. Well, and I suppose it's exposing this to a degree with the Bachelor Nation people. It just kind of illustrates how much of these people go on to this show as a business opportunity. Right. Oh, for right. sure. And yeah. you know what? I, I guess I would say that's probably fair because, oh, yeah. you know, it's like they're, the TV show is going to exploit them. Why shouldn't they have the opportunity to exploit the fame that they get to further what they really want to do? I mean, it's not like being on The Bachelor is going to pay your bills for your whole life. I mean, you well, still have to work. Yeah. And so that's like the fun uh, gymnastics we've been doing for the last few years, figuring out like, oh, because wouldn't it be nice if like you were a part of this like uh, world, The Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise um, where they used your likeness and your image and your personality for years upon end, that mm-hmm. they actually paid you such that you didn't need to start your own business on the other side. Right. But that's just kind of the way it is. So you're absolutely right. They absolutely deserve to to go out and, you know, open up their own business and, and profit from their own celebrity. Mm-hmm. And then Colton Underwood said, my nonprofit filed for a PPP because we canceled our charity events for the year. We help people live with CF, cystic fibrosis. I don't make a dime from my nonprofit. And then he said, please stop lumping me in with The Bachelor. I don't mess with them anymore. He used a different word. Well, it starts with F. I think they don't mess flex, with me. Right? Yeah. Point blank. Like, what is that trying to communicate? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, you know, what's interesting about this is, is that this sort of like justification of the loan and kind of like the you're coming under public fire. I I mean, I don't know. When you look at too the amounts that these people got for their small businesses, it's like a drop in the bucket. Yeah, I mean, twenty grand it. is nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For what I mean, I know that's a lot of money. I'm not saying it's not a lot of money, but like for a business, twenty grand is nothing compared to like what other companies were getting out of this loan situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just unfortunate that, you know, we like to focus on individuals because that seems like a better target. I guess. Instead of like thinking about some, you know, vague group of people. Right. Well, because their business is their personality. Right. And so it's intrinsically linked to their personhood and when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
though, then it's kind of you have to do the math and mm-hmm. the gymnastics to be able to be like, oh, this per- person operates as an LLC or what have you. There's a business structure, but it, it, it's influencer culture. Totally. totally. It totally it yeah. is. Uh, Britney Spears is prioritizing her mental and her physical health on this Hawaii trip. Good. She's there yes. with her boyfriend. Yes. And um, she is she reposted an Instagram story video of her boyfriend, Sam. Showing her walking on a treadmill and flexing her arm muscles. And her Hmm. personal trainer boyfriend is doing the same. So they were talking about mental and physical health coming before anything at this point. I can't decide if I would prefer my partner to be my personal trainer or if I would just rather be someone else. I don't know. I think it might depend on the relationship. It would certainly be convenient. Yeah, I like know, right? it would be really convenient because you would have that person and you would just be like, number one, you wouldn't have to pay them. Guess what? Personal trainers are expensive. Yep. That being said, now this is in our life, not in Brittany's life, yeah. um, because he's definitely making I, some sort of money. And, and you've got somebody that's literally sitting next to you like you cannot not go to the gym today. Oh, but that would be so annoying. Yeah, and then that they would, would be get annoying. on your form and it's like, stop, I'm just trying to do my chest flies like this. They say <laughs> that like coaching your significant other is not good. Like, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I um, just started golfing as in yesterday. Oh, congrats. So oh, nice. I am taking golf lessons and um, and now my golf teacher said she never teaches her significant other. It was, it's smart. a terrible idea to coach yeah. your significant other. Also, don't you just know from experience, because I do, that like anytime you try to give your uh, significant other advice, they're like, mm, not whatever, I didn't ask for that. And then they're <laughs> like, somebody totally unrelated is like, well, what you should actually do. And they're like, hey, I heard about this thing. And you're like, <laughs> I told you that like four years ago. And you did uh, nothing about you did it. did nothing. Uh, I know. It's just the way it works. That is yeah. the way it works. Um, these pictures of Prince George, Prince William, and Kate Middleton at um, a soccer game are just so cute. And I also think the Brits get far too dressed up for sporting events. Oh, yeah. We're in a full suit to go and watch Wimbledon. Oh, yes. Oh. Well, this is a... this. Yeah. No, this oh, was a soccer the, game. Even the kids are in uh, our little... Um, yeah, he's so adorable in his little suit. His suit and tie, and they're wearing like matching ties, and they just look so cute. But, you know, I think in southern states... The people dress up to go to um, football games too. Oh, really? Well, and I feel like I am not interested in any sort of culture that game. forces me to dress up for a sporting event. Exactly. Keep it casual. Keep it cash. I will remain skeptical of the sports you speak of. <laughs> Elizabeth, thank you so much for Thanks, that update. Friends. Elizabeth Reese, of course, every day, Twin Cities Live, right here, uh, Channel 5 Eyewitness News at 3 in the afternoon. When we come back, Holly's got little juicy bits of gossip right here. On my talk 1071. Is she rusty? Or is she gonna be able to pull these juicy bits of gossip out of her hat like a professional? Donna Valentine, the pressure is on. Good afternoon, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. Streaming live and doing everything entertainment. Download that app, by the way, if you haven't, because all sorts of fabulous prizes. However, now it's time for us to focus on Blinded by the Item. And yes, Donna Valentine is joining us this afternoon to solve some celebrity gossip mysteries. Sure, she gets an air horn. Thank you. Donna! Guys, I might be a little rusty because I've kind of not paid attention to any real news or entertainment. Isn't that a gossip or bizarre feeling when you re-enter the world of pop culture and you're like, I don't get why you're talking about this. I know. I remember when Brad and Aunt, uh, Angelina Jolie broke up yeah. and somebody was on vacation, came back and they were like, wait, what? 
And I'm like, what do you no, mean? You missed, What's the biggest entertainment story? You missed Britney. I cannot speaking for herself. Believe it. I'm going to listen to all of it today. Well, let's hear what Holly has brought to the table for today. Okay, so this was a blind item that we didn't get to yesterday, and I teased that it was highly conspiratorial, mm. way out there. So let's uh, listen to the following words. NT Lawyer says one big name he's been expecting to come up at some point in relation to the billionaire pedophile is this singer you all know who is as much identified with a certain drink as he is with his home state. He was absolutely tied into the same networks, particularly during the tail end of the Cold War when he was... Told you it was getting nuts. uh, When he was a very high-level intelligence operative. He was a go-between in the drug and human trafficking trade between his state and a nearby island country that was off limits in those days. What is this? Oh my God, there is so much. This is (laughs) like, you know, the this is like a movie. I told you there was a lot. Okay, so a movie I don't want to watch, by the way. But um, highly conspiratorial. So let's talk about uh, the easy part first. Billionaire pedophile. I feel like that's gotta be a Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so that's saying that at some point in relation to Jeffrey Epstein, we have a singer who was like a operative during the Cold War. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what NT Lawyer oh. is saying. Well, I have a guess. You but... do? I want to say Billy Joel. Now, this singer is apparently attached to a beverage. Okay. And it's not uh, because Joan Crawford never sang. She probably did. What beverage is Joan Pepsi, Crawford? Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Because that's where my mind first went. And I was like, well, she doesn't oh, sing. Oh, are you um, thinking like of someone who's no longer with us? Yeah. Oh, you're thinking an MJ. Oh, oh that no. would have been a good guess, oh, though. Okay, okay, say more things. But Think about World, it, though. Cold War operative. I don't feel like Michael Jackson at the age of, like, five oh, was... Oh, sure. Like, hey, Cold War. Cold I mean, War was going on until the late 80s. I was just going to say it that's ended true. in the 80s. So, right, okay, right, okay. Right. okay. Think about it, guys. I was thinking of songs that Billy Joel so sang. I, okay, think about I, it, think about it. Not Billy Joel. I was thinking okay, of Frank Sinatra. No. Um, but I couldn't figure out a beverage. What are you saying, Holly? Beverage. Beverage. Think about a beverage. Who is a singer that is associated with a very particular type of beverage? Iced tea. Ooh, good one. <laughs> uh, no. Milkshake. No. Okay. Is, is their name? A... They have a song about the beverage. About the beverage. Orange Juice Jones. That's not a thing. No. What genre? Um, light rock. Oh, oh pina colada. Oh! oh! It's uh, Rupert Holmes? Uh. Oh, that was good. You're on the right track. Think of another tropical drink that is... Margaritaville. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Whoa. Which makes sense. I mean, not the conspiracy theory part, but... Because he's like a business and he's got stuff in different countries. Okay. Yep. yep. Is that all we need? That's all you need. That's all I finally got there. That is all you need because (sighs) one big name NT lawyer's been expecting to come up at some point in relation to Jeffrey Epstein is Jimmy Buffett. I hope not. NT lawyer says that Jimmy Buffett was absolutely tied into the same networks, particularly during the tail end of the Cold War. When Jimmy Buffett was a very high-level intelligence operative. That's so weird. <laughs> and that Jimmy Buffett was a go-between in the drug and human trafficking 
trade oh between his state, Florida, and a nearby island country, Cuba, probably. Oh, because that he's was got off, boats. That was off limits in those days. Well, think about it. Key West is about 90 miles from Cuba. Well, mm-hmm. At that time, we were not particularly uh, having a friendly relationship. So are you saying that all of those Margaritavilles in ports across uh, Mexico and the Caribbean are really just like CIA fronts? Yeah, when you get those nachos. Oh, my God. <laughs> I went to a Margaritaville. or Was it a Margaritaville? No, what's the other... Is there another one? Tommy bah- Bahama? There is a Tommy Bahama yeah, restaurant. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, 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 Tommy yeah. Bahama. Mm-hmm. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess one's Tommy Bahama. Okay, let's move on. Hey, we did it, Donna. I can't believe it. All right. We're amazing. <laughs> Blinded by the All right, well, we're going to stay in the neighborhood here for our next celebrity gossip mystery. Try this one. Okay. In one of his many unpublished manuscripts, this former A list game show host producer. Left behind upon his death, he says he is the one responsible for the death of the journalist publisher spy who has the offspring in jail awaiting trial. Oh, well, okay. let's do this in reverse because I feel like that's where the easiest part. So think about um, the death of the journalist publisher spy who is the offspring or who has an offspring in jail awaiting trial. So I think I know who that is. And if you th- think about people awaiting trial, it's a she, right, Holly? Correct. And she has been awaiting trial for the better part of a year. That Galen lady? Ding! Ding! Ah! So her father is... A publisher. What's his name? Mr. Maxwell? Sure, we'll go with that. His name was Robert. Robert Maxwell. Oh my God, I literally almost said Bob. This is hard. I feel like we're doing that Sudoku thing. I know. So now (laughs) we need to back it up and figure out who the um, former A-list game show host producer who's dead, who left behind a manuscript. Oh, is it the guy Chuck Berry? Chuck Barris? Chuck Barris. Oh, Chuck Barris. My God, gong for you. Oh, my God. Wasn't he the gong show guy? Yep. Chuck Barris. The newlywed game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So fill in the blank. So in one of his many uh, unpublished manuscripts, Chuck Barris, that he left behind upon his death, Chuck Barris says he's the one responsible for the death of Robert Maxwell, the father of Ghislaine Maxwell. Why? Did he write about why he killed Robert Maxwell? Well, remember the story with Chuck Barris is that he says that he was an operative for the CIA. He did. While, Along with Jimmy Buffett. Yes, while making the gong show. And so there were lots of questions around the death of Robert Maxwell. Uh, at the time, I think that he perhaps had an accident on a yacht. Isn't this... There's a movie about Chuck Barris, right? There is, and it's called... Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Thank God for Holly, right? And who... I mean, what are we doing? Who uh, starred in that movie? It was uh, Sam Rockwell played Chuck Barris. Okay. And George Clooney, I think, directed the movie. Yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. It was so weird. It was because... kind of like... I do remember it being sort of like... Um, bizarre at the time because there's like you know you just you're like this Chuck Barris. Exactly. Like, you're yeah. like, he's a fun guy with the hat and the wet lips. Wet lips? His lips were wet. <laughs> His lips always looked wet. Kind of like Rob Lowe, you know, like they always have lip gloss on. Wow, but what a weird thing to pay attention to. I know, I just... Oh my weird. God, Donna, you are on fire today. Woo! Now that she's lit up, let's do another! Yes! Blinded <laughs> by the idol. This is fun. God, take more time off, Donna. 
Will do. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. Apparently, the public relations team for this A-plus list mostly movie actor thinks it's a better look to lie about him dating actresses and doctors and stuff and not the truth, which is foreign-born Instagram models, yachters, and reality stars. Mm. Brad Pitt. God, wow. you literally I go, mean, I'm leaving. You can finish the show. But you you were going to go down that road. I, that wasn't the first thought that came to mind, so kudos you. Thank you. But yes. you're absolutely right. Okay, read the thing and then we can talk about it. So apparently the PR team for Brad Pitt think it's a better look for him to be dating actresses and doctors and stuff and not the truth, which is actually that Brad Pitt dates Instagram models, yachters, and reality stars. Well, so who is the woman that he was with who was like actually with somebody else? Well, she was a yachter she Instagram a yachter, model. Right? And she, so that's yeah. that's probably what they're referring to, right? Is like, hey, this isn't a good look for you. Could we go back to somebody who has like, you know, um, more of an established celebrity? Yeah. Andra surface? Day is the latest actress. She's like, I don't even know Brad Pitt. I'm not dating him. That's so random. Yeah. Alia Shawkat was another actress. And they were just like, well, no, we're friends. And we like to hang out at art galleries together. Meanwhile, Brad And then Pitt's- there was that doctor lady, um, doctor mess. lady who they were like at a thing together. Yeah. And we looked on her website and I, just I remember her. Yeah. And then there was somebody at MIT. Oh, that's oh, what yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they're trying to make Brad Pitt look like he has a sophisticated taste in women when in, the truth is, is he just likes Instagram owls. He's like every other A-list man. Wow. wow. Yep. Thanks. That was fun. Ooh, that yeah. is so much. I wish we could do another one. Do we? We don't have time, do we? Oh, Donna, I could do this all day with you. Oh, my God. What are we doing next hour? Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's Shut the do show down. Three segments Holly, in a row. You don't mind. Holly, you got a few more there, good. don't you? Yeah, of course. Okay, no, actually, we can't. All but right. Donna, thank you so much. You're I'm welcome. glad you're back. Thank and you. When we return, we have to talk about the evil inside Sean Mendez. <gasps> it's a terrible, terrible we story. Exercise. We need the to demons. exercise some demons when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Holly, want to know what Sean Mendez' biggest fear is? You're about to find out. Oh no! Celebrity fears! It's calling from inside the house. Celebrity fears. Okay, um, you guys are really going to roll your eyes, and I'm sorry. Um, sometimes you just would like it if I told you, like, everything's fabulous and the world is wonderful. <laughs> Meanwhile, celebrities are um, doing stuff and saying things, and we just have to talk about them. And so I was over at JustJared.com, which is a delightful blog that still exists. Although I'm assuming it's run by some big conglomerate now. Uh, anyway, um, there's this whole story about Sean Mendez detailing a fight that he had with Camila Cabello. Oh, no. What? Lover's quarrel. Shamila. First of all, Shamila is a publicationship. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. What's that? That's a celebrity relationship for the purposes of publicity. And uh, please also explain what a Shamila is. Shamila is Sean Mendez. And Camila Cabello. So this celebrity relationship uh, uses their uh, celebrity status for headlines and also podcasts. So Sean apparently made an appearance on the Man Enough podcast, which I don't know what that is. Like, I don't want to be too snarky. Is that one from uh, one of the guys that used to be associated with Julianne Hough? Justin Baldoni, Liz Plank, and Jamie Heath. No. Nope. So no, that's not the one you the one you're thinking of is Brooks Lake. Yes, Brooks and his, Lake. Oh, what was his call? Wasn't his like man. Like I'm just a man with manly man hands. But I'm sensitive. 
but I have a sensitive side, and I like to uh, shave my hair and put it up in a Viking ponytail. Uh-huh. Uh- For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. How Men Think. How Men Think, yes. the name of Brooks Lake. All right, but this is a different manly podcast. Yeah, and it says, what does it mean to be a man or really a human in the world today? We're changing that together. You have the ability to change it with us. So it sounds very, like, optimistic forward, right? Okay, great. Anyway, so award-winning singer-songwriter Shawn Mendes joined for their latest episode. But, okay, in reading about it... mm, Oh, no. When asked about his biggest fear... Biggest fear. What's your biggest fear, Holly? Um, just the existential dread that we Thank are. Thank you. Nothingness. Yeah, nothingness. I was seventeen, sitting at the Rolling Pin Bakery Cafe at the cash register, waiting for somebody to buy a donut, and I thought to myself, you know, probably like a hundred years from now, you're not going to exist. Yeah. And then I was like, but where will I be? And I couldn't answer that question, and it plagues me to this day. Biggest fear. Yeah. However, for Sean Mendes, when asked about his biggest fear, he says. I raised my voice at Camilla, and she was like, I don't like it when you raise your voice. Why did you raise your voice? And I got so defensive. I was like, I wasn't raising my voice. And I did raise my voice. And I felt her shrink. And I felt me grow. And I was like, oh God, this is the worst. I'm so terrified of being evil. I'm so scared to be bad. I mean, I don't know if there's something lost in translation by not hearing what he's saying. But as I read that, I was like, what is this? This does not sound like words that people would naturally say. Because they're not words that people would naturally say. I'm so terrified of being evil because I raised my voice at Camilla. When I was 20, I was throwing things at people that uh, I (laughs) was romantically involved with. Like, I am not ashamed to say, like, my temper was... uh, I wouldn't say I was a fiery tempered person, but when push came to shove, like I raised my voice, I was loud and crude. And, you know, like that's like for me, the experience of learning how to communicate, you know, more healthily with people. But you wouldn't. It's it's that's a long stretch from being like I was a jerk in a relationship in my early 20s to categorizing that kind of behavior as evil yeah like but then i thought about it and i thought to myself and i that just makes me think one of two things either this is completely fabricated for the purposes of telling a tale about this publicationship right or like have you not had to be afraid of anything in your life like where your next meal is gonna come from like losing someone like it's just a weird answer to the question what's your biggest fear my fear is that inside i'm evil and then that raised all sorts of like 
uh, that I I feel like you should probably talk to someone because you shouldn't feel evil inside because you raised your voice. That's like a normal reaction. You just need to learn how to deal with it. Well, that was what the host had to say to him. Or uh, that's just what we're all saying to Sean Mendez. Like, look, you're going to get angry. You're going to raise your voice sometimes. Yeah. Reflect and that doesn't mean it. you're evil. No, it no, doesn't and mean you're evil. I don't know what they said, but in the article, they go on to say of uh, Sean Mendez's biggest fear as he's telling these uh, fellow travelers on a podcast, quote, maybe there even is a bad inside of me. And I just have to accept that that exists. And that other part of me, he's just got to be here. And we've just got to work together. And eventually he gets worked in all of the trauma and all of the kinks get rubbed out of him. And he's okay. We don't, what? We don't, what? We don't, what? We don't what? Oh, There's a lot to unpack There's there, Bradley. And I don't think I was ready to have to confront little Sean Mendez inside evil Sean Mendez. Right? He he went on to say... Um, he's a nesting doll. <laughs> Yeah, like there's a lot going on, which actually doesn't surprise me. He was that <clears throat> because here's my my here's my observation, and tell me if you agree about pop stars at his level. He has had to compartmentalize his life so much because the machine of which he is a, a very successful part probably doesn't allow for the full range of human emotions, and so he feels like he has to, you know, hide those sides of himself and has somehow internalized actual human emotion as somehow evil mm-hmm. right like no that's actually that's normal apparently he was asked if camilla comforted him in this moment why would she come first of all i was like i hope her, she so did i was like i hope she didn't i hope she was like you're being a jerk right now i'm he, not gonna comfort you he responded by saying i made it about my evil and my fear and she comforted me oh. and then it took me like 20 minutes of us separately reading our books to be able to come back together and be like God, that was a whole thing, and I'm really sorry. 20 minutes reading our books. He added he's working on shortening that gap. He says you think you're vulnerable, but really you're just defending yourself even better. I don't know. I want him to talk to someone. (laughs) Uh, So do I, and I don't want him to talk to this podcast about it. I think he would maybe uh benefit from talking to somebody yes. who is actually legitimate because Sean honey it sounds like you got a lot of things because my read on all of this is this sounds like an inauthentic exchange when you're describing things as evil and that you're trying to be vulnerable and showing that you're actually in a relationship by with not, Camilla Cabello but by not actually sharing anything truthful because that would reveal the truth exactly which is that thing like when you're in a job interview and they're like what's your greatest weakness and you're like well I'm too nice I'm just too good sometimes too sometimes, dedicated sometimes I work too hard and my friends are like don't work so hard and I'm like I know but I have to yeah mm. mm-hmm. well there's an evil inside Sean Mendez and I hope for his sake that he learns how to let it out Somebody call the Ghostbusters. Speaking of letting it out, Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney's sister, is letting it out her mouth. And we'll tell you what that is when we come back right here on My Talk 1071.